Yeah, we got a, we're going to tag team today, and um, I'm going to start by reading to you guys from 1 John chapter 1, verse 5 to 10. Here we go. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not, we have not sinned, we have made him out to be a liar and his word is not in us. I'm gonna quickly double back on the first part of these verses where it says, this is the message we have heard from him and declared to you, God is light. In him, there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and we do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. So. In a nutshell, what is this verse telling us to do? It's telling us to live in the, in the light. That's right. We are called as Christians to live in the light. And, you know, the darkness can be quite deceiving. Darkness can blur things. It can, it can make things a bit misty. I think with load shedding, we've all got our fair share of experiences of being in the darkness. I had quite an embarrassing experience. We had just moved house um, recently and um, I fell asleep on the couch and um, my dearest husband just went Tried to, to bed. Tried to wake me up no, no, many no, no, times. No, he, I don't remember that at all. He just went to bed upstairs and left me on Not the true. couch. You can only tell the truth to church. So. And then I woke up at about, I think, one in the morning and I didn't have my cell phone with me because I'm not a cell phone girl. Yeah, yeah, he's always got his cell phone with him. In case you need to get hold of me. Okay. And um, I, I, so I wake up in the pitch dark and I have no cooking clue where I am. And so I kind of like make my way to where I think the staircase is, like it's a new space for me. And I'm like climbing up one, two, up the stairs. Like, and eventually I feel like a ledge. And I'm like, oh my hat, I'm at the top of the staircase. If I topple, I'm going to break my neck. Okay, it's pitch black. So I start to panic and I start screaming, Andre, Andre! Like wake up the girls, wake up Andre. He, he comes running with his cell phone lights and I'm like a meter above the ground. Like um, at, the, at the, yeah, it was quite embarrassing. So, but listen, in my head, I was right at the top. And if you fall from the top, it would be life-threatening. Just back me up be, there. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. So the point is that the darkness creates a mist, okay? We can become confused, disorientated. Things might seem different to the way they actually are. Are you guys with me? I'm full of stories today. So my mother, if you know her, is a Bull Terrier lover. Who here loves Bull Terriers? Not a lot of you, okay. I'm, I'm in two minds at the moment. I grew up with Bull Terriers and they were always fine. Uh, but my mom's latest one is a bit dodge. But 
The one she has now, his name is Tyson. He's a white bull terrier. Before Tyson, there was Bullet. Okay, and Bullet was literally a white bullet. He was uh, fiery and he was big, big bull terrier. And um, he was with us in my university days. So I was at university, my brother was at university. And if you know my brother, he is a huge tease, okay? So he would tease the bull terrier. Now, it's not ever a wise thing to tease a bull terrier. Everybody with me? Okay, if you know bull terriers, they don't like to be teased. So Derek and Bullet were not good friends. He actually snapped at Derek once or twice. So I knew this dog didn't like Derek, okay. Long story short, um, I get married and we move out, I move out and, um, and I'm a junior doctor in the government. My brother gets married, he moves out. He's also a junior doctor in the government. Clearly I am his hero because he wants to do everything I do. And then, my mom decides to have a family supper. So she's very excited about this and um, we, she actually gets Brayani catered and you know she's got both her kids there and her new in-laws and then my sister was still living at home and um, we're all chilling there and the lights are dim for some ambience and I see bullets at the corner of my eye sitting at Derek's feet, like licking his feet. And I'm like, there's something wrong with this picture. My mom's like, oh, sweet, he misses Derek. And I'm like, no, he doesn't. Something else is going on. So I go up and I have a, and I have a close look. Um, I think I even shone my cell phone torch. Derek had spent the day in theater and his shoes and his socks were covered in human blood that he was not aware of. And Bullet was licking up the human blood. So I'm like, Oh my gosh, I, like I'm freaking out. I'm like, you're disgusting, there's blood everywhere. His wife starts freaking out. She's like, get those shoes off, put them in the garage. My mom's freaking out. She wants to brush Bullet's teeth with a toothbrush. Everyone's going crazy. The lights come back on. We can see my brother's feet are like a bloodbath. Who gets their feet covered in blood and doesn't realize? I mean, like, honestly. So, so but you're all with me here, okay? The point of my story is that Something in a bit of darkness can seem okay. It can look cute and cozy. It looked like Bullet and Derek were, you know, bearing their differences and bonding. But actually, when the light was turned on, we realized it was a really unhealthy situation happening, okay? It was pretty gross. And my point is, the dark can cover things that are unhealthy and make them look okay. Are you guys with me? And I kind of summarize it like this. Darkness conceals, but the light reveals. Are you guys with me? Okay, Andre, over to you. So I've no doubt that a lot of us, almost 100% of us agree that it actually feels more comfortable to be in the dark sometimes uh, because you can hide some things that maybe you're worried about. Uh, being in the dark, you can actually um, not have to face up to the blemishes, uh, the things in your life, the flaws that you don't want anyone to know about. And we're humans, so, so we feel like that. And of course, the enemy's tactic is that we feel shame and that we cover up. James actually says in Scripture that, that sin covers sin. So that's our, natu- that's our natural state, to cope with sin, our blemishes, our flaws, is to actually 
dim the lights, to live in darkness. And I think all of us feel like that. And the enemy wants us to believe that the light would be the worst thing that could happen to us. Uh, people would see what we struggle with. And he also will say to us, it's only you who struggles. He'd never say that, he'd never make us understand that once we come into the light, we actually all see that we're sinners, that we're frail, that we've got flaws, and that by God's grace, we're sons and daughters. Not because of what we've done, but everything because of what Jesus has done. He doesn't want us to believe that whatever's uncovered is covered by God's grace. And that's what actually happens. Whatever's uncovered is what Jesus can cover. And whatever's revealed in front of Jesus is what Jesus can heal. So he wants you to keep your life covered up and he wants you to not reveal things so that you don't get healed and that you always have things that hinder you. He also wants us to maybe even be in a relationship with God, but still covering up stuff. Not actually experiencing that scripture, whoever the sun sets free is free indeed. He, he does not want that for us. So naturally we live in that space. 1 John 1 verse 5 says, this is the message we've heard from him and declared to God, God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. That can actually be a scary scripture because you and I know that when we come, we come with a bit of darkness. We come with a bit of shadows. We come with covering up. And, and what John's trying to show us that, that in Jesus, you can't have darkness. You can bring it and uncover it to be healed. But you can't think that by living in darkness still that you can have fellowship with God, that this, it's actually gonna take you out of fellowship. Uh, one of the simple ways to start living the light is found in Psalm 119, verse 105. It says, your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. It's a simple way. So you might go, Andre, I feel like I'm covering up. Well, I wanna ask you, are you starting your day in the Word? Are you actually shedding light on the path that's ahead of you? Are you actually letting God's Word read you in a way? A lot of us read the Bible, and we go, I've read the Bible, no. Are you letting God's Word read you? Are you letting God's Word show you where you are at? And that's what God's Word is there to do. God's Word is powerful. God is faithful. It's faithful. And it's sharper than a double-edged sword. The Bible actually says God's Word will cut through um, all the way to the depth and uncover what needs to be uncovered so that Jesus can cover it by His grace. And that's what, God's Word is like a mirror. So when you look in the mirror, you can actually see yourself. You can see who you really are. And you can fix up the stuff, not in your own strength. You can bring it to God and He'll fix it up. Remember, whatever God reveals, He wants to heal. Whatever God uncovers, He wants to cover by His grace. And God's Word is there to uncover things, to help you see things for what they really are. 1 John 1, 6 to 7 says, If we claim to have fellowship with God, yet we walk in darkness, we lie, and we do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light, as He's in the light, we have fellowship with one another. The blood of Jesus, His Son, purifies us from all sin. So what's powerful about God's Word is, and what this Scripture shows us, is we see who God is. One of the powerful things about Scripture is, once you get to learn about who God is, then you truly get to learn about who you are. You actually get to learn about what you're called to, and you also end up learning about where you're at. Because you need to be able to locate yourself. To ask for help, you need to actually say, this is where I am, I need help. But if you can't see where you are at, then yeah, you could be living in darkness and in deception. And that's where the devil wants you. He wants you to be deceived. He wants you to think that this mist and darkness is fine. Just, yeah. I mean, I can't even stress enough the power of God's Word um, in just leading us. Um, 
One of the scriptures that I try to pray over my life every day is Psalm 139, verse 23 to 24, and it says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Now, praying prayers like that over our lives are powerful because often we don't even know what's lurking under there, right? We all know the right things to say. We all know the, the right smile. I'm terrible at fake smiles, I, um, but, but some of us are better than others. Andre always says, my face is giving me away, uh, which can be a problem. But we, we know what's socially the right thing to do and say, right? But sometimes deep down, there's something totally different happening. Was it just me? It's just me. Okay. So praying a verse like that, I believe, is powerful. God, search me. Show me the stuff I need to deal with. What is the actual problem? Am I proud? Am I, am I full of pride? Or am I actually holding on to bitterness? Am I not forgiving? Am I arrogant? Do I, am I a know-it-all? What, what is the actual issue that you want me to deal with? And um, like I said, I'm full of stories today. A couple of years ago, when I was um, still a GP at Medicross, um, one of my little patients came in, super cute little boy. He was about four at the time. He was one of my favorites. And he was super cute. And he never used to cry. You know, he, he loved coming to the doctor. And I think it was because of the lollipops. But this day he came in. And the minute he came into my office, I was like, you like what smells so bad and his mom said no listen he's got really bad sinusitis and there was this dark green gunk coming out of his nose and I was like listen I've seen lots of kids with sinusitis this is not just sinusitis no no he's got bad sinusitis but the, but the smell from that snot was next level so I said to her, are you sure he didn't stick a peanut up his nose that's rotten or like, is, there has to be something else going on. No, 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 no. I said, listen, I, this, this, is, this is something different, okay? We, we're gonna, because I can put him on antibiotics so we can clear up the, the, the green snot, but I don't think we're gonna sort out the problem. Long story short, I don't think I was his favorite doctor after that day because we had to wrap him up in a blanket and had two nurses holding him down and I had to suction out all of this, this green snot and finally, I caught a glimpse of like a shiny, pearly object. Okay, I had my headlamp on and we had that hectic, bright doctor's lamp. And I caught sight of a, of a shiny object right at the top of his nose. Got my long forceps. He had stuck one of his mom's pearls right up his nostril. Okay. And that had probably been there for a good couple of weeks. And that was the source of the infection. So when we pulled this thing out, guys, the, the smell was next level because bacteria had been breeding around it, okay? But the symptom was the snot. Was it the actual cause of the problem? No, okay? And if I hadn't got the lights, my head torch and my hectic doctor's light, and if I hadn't dug a bit deeper, I could have treated the symptom, but not the problem. And as Christians, sometimes we treat the symptom. Oh, okay, I won't speak that way. I won't, be, I won't say anything nasty about so-and-so, even though in my heart I want to kill them. Or I won't, you know, we do, what, we, we do the right things, 
but we don't deal with what's going on in the inside. And if the devil can keep us like that, he's happy. If we are just being fake and, 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 and inside we're bitter and twisted, he's happy. And God's saying, no, we need to get rid of all the darkness. We need to find the root cause. We need to go, what's actually going on? So that's why um, John says, God is light. Of course, what he's pointing out is that it's not that we end up stepping into darkness because we sin. Because we'll go, okay, well, that's the symptom. I need to stop these five things. No, you were born into sin. That's why you sin. You didn't become a sinner at 13 or you had this incident, now it's made you bad. What you have to remember, if you look at scriptural language, it's called original sin. Where was the original sin? Adam and Eve originally sinned. You and I, we are all sons and daughters of Adam and Eve. We're born into sin. And what, what John's tried to get to is that pull in the nose. And he's trying to say, see, you're trying to sort out the green snot, but I'm trying to help you with the pull in the nose. And if you can see that, then you can actually locate yourself. And if you can locate yourself, then you can get the help that you needed. But the devil wants you to not locate yourself. David says this in Psalm 51 verse five. Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Uh, Romans three verse 23 says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So sin doesn't make us bad. Of course, we sin because we're sinners, but, but the problem is sin makes us dead. So we're almost born into this place where we're on our way to spending, um, we, we're gonna one day pay the price for our sins because the wages of sin is dead. So, so, so John's trying to locate us by saying who God is. That's why I said to you, if you can see who God is, you'll see who you are. And um, we, of course, joke my, with my wife's directions. Um, I always joke, uh, Leanne got her directions from her dad, okay? If Graham says it's left, then I'm going right, like when we used to drive. But, but Leanne went, was gonna meet a friend for a walk the other day. It was hilarious. So they said, let's meet each other halfway. So Leanne was gonna walk in this direction. She was gonna walk from home in another direction. They never saw each other. So all I got was a knock on the door in the morning from, from her friend Mia. Is Leanne here? I said, no, Leanne's left for a walk. Now, thanks, you know, her and Mia walked Eric for an hour past each other until they ended up finding each other. And the problem is Leanne never took her phone. And, and so I couldn't get hold of her and Mia couldn't. So they ended up finding each other. Um, but imagine Leanne phoned me and said, I'm lost. I say, well, where are you? She goes, well, that's the thing. I'm so lost, I don't know where I am. And that's what John's trying to help us with. A lot of us are lost and we don't know where we are and why we're lost. And John's trying to say to us, the reason you're lost is because you were born into sin. That's why you're lost. And the devil wants to keep you from locating yourself because if you can now declare why you're lost, then you can get the help you need. You can reset your life and you can actually turn to God. If you were born into sin, then you're gonna have to be born again. You have to be born as a child of God. You have to receive the forgiveness that Jesus wants to give you. So we've gone through a few practical things, um, getting into the Word of God, um, getting to the underlying cause. Um, confession, okay? Now, confession is huge. So, so we're, not, we're not Catholic. You don't have to go to a priest. Jesus went to the cross, so we can go straight to God. But confession is powerful. 
we can see it as this big scary thing where, you know, I have to lay it all bare and, you know, um, will God actually forgive me? And, you know, really, I'm gonna break it down for you guys. Confession is actually about agreeing with God because God knows everything. He knows what you've done. He knows you're a sinner. He knows you need a savior. That's why he sent Jesus. So you're just saying, hey God, I am desperate for you. I'm a sinner, I need help. And that kind of attitude he will honor. I wake up every day and I say, Jesus, I can't face a second of today without you. Thank you that I don't have to. Thank you that your word says you are holding me by my right hand. Because I, you spend a few hours with me. I am far from perfect. And I'll only be perfect when I get to heaven. You will only be perfect when you get to heaven. It's called sanctification. You get saved, you're justified by grace, and then sanctification is a lifelong process. So really, confession is going, I'm gonna keep a short account with God. When I mess up, I'm gonna say, God, I'm sorry. Now we're married. You know what makes a marriage successful? Is when there's trust and there's honesty and there's apologies. And sometimes saying sorry can hurt your pride. And some of us struggle with that more than others. But, yeah, but jokes, aside, yeah. jokes, jokes aside, though, sheeping, keeping short accounts is powerful and it builds trust. And you know, God's not looking for perfect Christians. He just wants honest, truthful, real people who say, God, I messed up, I need you. And you might go, Leanne, are you making light of sin? I am not making light of sin. Sin is serious. Sin is so serious that God sent His one and only Son to come down to earth, to leave heaven, to die the most gruesome death on the cross, like we celebrated on Easter, to pay the price for sin once and for all. But your sin was paid with a very, very heavy price. So accept the gift, confess, and move on, amen? Our sin was paid for, but it wasn't cheap. When we're saying, I'm not perfect, I'm a sinner, I need a savior, we're actually agreeing with what God has said. I just wanna see if there's anything else. Sorry, I wanted to say this, 1 John 1 verse nine, it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. You see, when we confess, we're taking the sin out of the dark, right? When you confess it, you're taking it out of the dark and into the light. You know, when there's dark, damp conditions, mold likes to grow, it's gross. Or in hot, dark conditions, this is a terrible story, I'm full of stories today. Andre's, Andre's sister's neighbor has a freaking python. Is it a python? I don't know. I'm trying to stay away from those things. It keeps on, it keeps on going in the pool pump because it's dark uh, yeah, and yeah, warm. Does, yeah, yeah it's, is, it a, is it a cobra? I don't know. All snakes are, it's a poisonous snake, okay? You don't want to go anywhere near it. I think it's a worm slang, yeah. A worm slang. Wouldn't they say in the tree? No. Okay. The point is, dark things attract unhealthy things. You wanna take it out of the dark 
and into the light. Confessing takes it out of the dark into the light. Amen, are you guys with me? I didn't distract you too much with the snake story. So of course, Leanne pointed out, if you confess your sins, 1 John 1 verse 9, he's faithful and just. And so when you, when you come to that place and agree with God, that I'm in darkness, but you're light, and you come to agreement, you're actually repenting. And what repentance is, is a change of mind. And, and so a lot of people understand that I'm gonna change my direction. But the key thing is you wanna change your direction, you have to change your mind about where you're at. You have to come to understand that we were born into sin and that Jesus by His grace paid the price for our sin. That when God had said the wages sin is death, when Jesus died, He satisfied that bill. And Jesus satisfied, the, the, God poured His wrath out in Jesus and God was satisfied. And now Jesus, of course, had taken our place. Didn't, Jesus didn't just die for us. He actually died as us. So, so Jesus died as us so that He could be our sin and pay for our sin so that we can be the righteousness of Christ. Jesus became man to die for us so we can become, it's, it's this amazing exchange, uh, but it comes after we change our mind, we see sin for what it is, we confess it, and now we walk in the light. But even as you do, you do that, you're not focusing on your weakness, you're focusing on God's strength. It says if you confess, He's faithful and just. And so it's not a focus on your weakness, it's a focus on God's goodness, His strength, and His faithfulness. And then, I don't know if, you like me, you might feel I might sin again. Now, before I gave my life to Jesus, my biggest fear was me disappointing God, being the biggest hypocrite out there, making loads of mistakes. Anyone else ever feel like that, worry about that? But I had a massive worry. It took me a whole year to give my life to God. But then I think John understands that and God understands it. So, so he goes, you need to walk into the light, you need to confess your sins. And then in 1 John 2 verse 1, he says this, my dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. So he's saying, okay, you've now confessed. Now you're walking in the light. Do not sin. But if anybody does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. So, so he's trying to tell us, you know, you might go, you might not be able to, um, and I encourage you not to, you're walking in the light. But if you do sin, I'll remind you that there's one who's your advocate. He's, he's standing on your behalf. He's interceding for you at the right hand of the Father. And He sent His Holy Spirit to help you live a healthy life here on earth. But He's for you. And, and the reason He points us out is because He knows we're frail. We make mistakes. We're gonna come to a close. I can have some keys up. But... But what I want to remind you quickly is John introduces God is light, hey? Front end. He says, God's light. He says, there's darkness. Of course, who represents darkness? Satan is the prince of darkness. So to obey God is to walk in the light, to disobey is to walk into darkness. But I also pointed out that you and I were born into darkness. We were born into sin. Of course, what we, we learn is to have fellowship with God is is a matter of light or darkness. We need to be in the light. And, but to have, be a son or a daughter is, is life or death. And of course, living in the death that sin, has, sin puts you in or living the life of being born again as a child of God. So I wanna point out, what John's saying is, is fellowship is connected to light and dark, but being a son or a daughter is connected to life or death. Have you accepted the life of Christ? 
That the, or are you still living in your sin and the wages of sin is death? John points out as well that it's possible for people to say they're in the light, but actually they're in darkness. And there'll be people in the room right now, you're going, I'm in the light, but actually you're living in darkness. The reason why is you, you're not confessing your sins. You're not keeping a short account. You're not agreeing with God about some things. And, and, and they reckon, what are the statements of a jailbird? A jailbird is, well, I'm not as bad as them. Have you seen what they did? Have you seen how many people I help? I remind you, there's nothing that we can do or no comparison we can bring to light that will make us better. The only reason we're better is by the grace of God. And so we have to bring it to the light. We, we can't get caught up in the blame game or the finger pointing game. So don't be fooled by darkness. Don't be fooled by sin. That's why John says, don't, do not sin. You, you know why? Because sin will take you further than you wanna go, keep you longer than you wanna stay and cost you more than you wanna pay. That's what sin will take you down. And, and, and you can be a son of God or a daughter of God, but still be living the, this life of sin that keeps you out of fellowship. Do Christians sin? Yes. We make mistakes. Does it mean we have to get saved over again? If we genuinely gave our life to God and we acknowledge God, Jesus as our Savior, no. But we do need to break the power of sin with confession. We need to make sure we're living in the light. And, and even for me, when I gave my life to God, I used to worry, am I genuine about this? But I remember that scripture used to ring true in my heart. If you love me, you'll wanna obey my, you'll wanna obey my commands. And I knew I wanted to. And I believe genuine salvation gives birth to I want to honor you, God. It doesn't mean we abuse sin. It, 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 we want to step into the light. We, when we're not in the light, we, we crave the light. We desire it. We, we want to run from darkness. I believe that is a true salvation experience. It's not just a rabbit's foot. I said it. I feel better now. I'm going to carry on sinning. That's not genuine salvation. So, so there is. And, and so John's trying to point this out, but he also wants to remind us that we're frail. We make mistakes. But you've got a father in heaven who's already sent his son to die on your behalf. I remind you that if we are born into sin, we need to be born again. We need to see the light and we must have a desire to wanna to live in the light. I wanna to speak to two people this morning. The first group of people is you have not accepted the love of Jesus, the sacrifice, and you wanna be a son or a daughter. You've realized that you're born to sin, but you wanna be born again. You've never asked Jesus to be your savior. Um, you, you've realized now that you are sinful, and now you've also realized that Jesus paid the price for your sin. What I want you also to realize is that you can't pay the price. You can't earn salvation, but you can receive it. It's a free gift. And I want to ask you if you wanna come into relation with Jesus, Receive the forgiveness of Jesus. If that's you with every eye closed, out of respect. If you wanna come into a relationship with your Father, I wanna lead you in that prayer. And all you have to do is, I'll count to three, you just give me a wave, just pop your hand up, say, that's me, will you lead me in a prayer? The Bible says if you confess your mouth that Jesus, the Son of God, believe in your heart that God, um, believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, that you'll be saved. Bible says, if you call on the name of the Lord, you'll be saved. If that's you, you say, I don't wanna call on His name, I wanna pray that prayer. One, two, three. If that's you, 
You wanna ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins. You wanna be born again. You wanna be, um, be made a new person in Jesus' name. Receive the free gift of salvation. If that's you, you just have a sense of God speaking to you in this message. I don't want this moment to pass you by. Um, I want you to, uh, you to take the opportunity to make right with God. Come into a relationship with Jesus for the first time. If that's you, you wanna pop your hand up. You know, God's t- speaking to you. I don't want to, this moment to pass you by. If that's you, just say, give me a wave. Say, that's me. Awesome. God bless you. Anyone else? Anyone else? Just say, that's me. I need to come right with God. I'm going to pray quickly. Oh, God bless you. Anyone else? I don't want to just pop your hand up. If that's you. Okay, I'm going to quickly pray. Let's another. God bless you. Okay, let's pray quickly. So even if you didn't put your hand up and you know you need to pray this prayer, if you mean with your heart, Confess with your mouth, you'll be saved. Let's pray. Jesus, I confess with my mouth that you are the Son of God. I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. Because of this confession and this belief, the Bible says that I'm saved, that I've changed, and I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, today I call on your name. Jesus, save me. Awesome. Next group of people, if you've been living in darkness, you're a child of God and you need to confess, you need to come into agreement with what God says about your sin. Do you wanna close your eyes quickly and take this time just to speak to God? Maybe there's something that's got in the way. Maybe there's something you did to somebody else and you need to speak to God and you need to go to that person at some point and actually say, you know what, I've hurt you. And you know God's challenging about that. You'll know if God speaks to you about that thing. Why don't you speak to God about that right now, quickly? Just confess. Bring it into the light. Whatever is uncovered, God will cover by His grace. Whatever is revealed, God can bring healing into it. you do is a simple way we can serve you. Can everyone grab their cards in the seat cover in front of them? And the first card I want you to look at is your prayer card. If you have any prayer requests in for your family, for your business, for your marriage, for a friend who needs help, somebody you want to invite to church, why don't you fill this out? Remember, don't wake up on Monday wondering what's going to happen. Wake up knowing that you've got your church family is going to pray for you this week. Um, our staff pray over these cards and our team, our prayer team. You don't have to put your name down. If you want to keep it private, just put a prayer request. Go for it. Then for everyone else, you need to take a next step. For instance, if you prayed that prayer, salvation prayer, maybe you didn't put your hand up, but you were genuine and you want to find out about your next step, it's all about following Jesus. It's a course that's called Following Jesus. Tick over there. Of course, Following Jesus is this Tuesday at 6.30. I'll remind you that you can just show up for Growth Track or Following Jesus. You don't have to sign up for anything. Just show up at the church this Tuesday. I'll be here. We'll be here. We'd love to meet you but you can also do following Jesus in the comfort of your own home. So you might wanna tick this and we can send you information on how you can link to following Jesus and do it on your device. Uh, you might say I'm visiting and I wanna find out more, tick over there. 
or you might want to um, know more about View Group or Growth Track or one of our interest groups, tick over there. Remember, the best way to get connected is face-to-face, -face, straight out the doors in our Next Steps area. But if you uh, haven't got time for that, you can fill this out. Please remember, write out your, your, your cell number or your email, however you want us to communicate with you clearly so we can communicate with you. Remember tonight, Dino's preaching. I'd love for you guys to come out again to church, long weekend, double dip Sunday. And then, um, yo, if, once you fill this out, there'll be buckets at the back. You can throw it in the bucket at the back as you walk out the doors. Um, and remember, growth track this Tuesday. Love to see you there. God bless you guys.